This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's up, you guys? Welcome to the April 24th edition of the Roto World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm Mike Gallagher. Get ready to go over a three-game Monday DFS slate, mixing some other stuff. With me to do so is Ryan Canas. What's up, man? Uh, just enjoying the playoffs. I, right? love, I love the first round because we don't have any off days, and there's uh, you know tons of plots and subplots and all sorts of stuff going on. Yeah, we get and there's a lot of trash talk. Uh, pretty close games. I mean, even though the Cavs swept the Pacers, they had the smallest margin of victory with only uh, 16 uh, to get a sweep. So that was pretty cool. It was a good. It was a good series. It was short, but it was good. Obviously the the Hawks. I thought one of my favorite things over the weekend was when Paul Millsap found out that Marquise Morris called him a crybaby, and Dennis Schroeder's reaction was just too good. He's like, "Oh, oh my God!" You could just tell this guy just he's they're trying to put a muzzle on him to keep him quiet, and he hears that and he's like, "All right, I'm I can't do this. Like, I gotta talk some trash." Um, and yeah, Millsap replied with, um, "Could take that loss back to the hotel." Um, so yeah. yeah, I guess um, we'll talk about that game in a little bit. Yeah. Any other things that you saw over the weekend that was was fun or interesting? Well, you, I mean, you mentioned all the trash talk, and yeah. the playoffs have had some golden examples. Uh, I think it was Game One of the Warriors uh, series when McCollum told Draymond after the game or during the game that he needed to do more calf lifts. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, yeah. uh, Draymond. Uh, shot back at Mo Harkless to, told him that he was chasing that petty cash for not shooting <laughs> three pointers at the end of the season. So apparently five five hundred thousand dollars is petty cash. Yeah. Nice. Um, yeah, there's there's been some some wonderful examples of trash talk. And actually, uh, trash talk, I guess, to the media uh, or maybe uh, Russell Westbrook. We want to talk about this really fast. He was asked about, or Stephen Adams was asked uh, about how the Thunder are okay with Westbrook on the court. But they're awful with him out, uh, with him off, uh, which is true. Uh, Westbrook has a 2.1 net rating in this series. He's down 3-1. But in the 39 minutes, he hasn't been on the floor. Minus 40.3 net rating. Just crazy. Slow pace, too. They, they went running at a 95 pace without Westbrook uh, versus a 103 pace with him. Uh, so yeah. what what were your t- what did you see um, in OKC in Houston? Did you kind of see anything that was a trend? Steven Adams finally showed up. Um, any any of the takeaways you saw from that game? Yeah, they just absolutely need some role players to step up. I mean, Robert uh, Robertson was you know playing very well. Practice your free throws, kids. Practice your free throws. Yeah, but you can't throw that. I mean, intentionally fouled. Um, yeah, the Thunder just don't have... I mean, this is example A for Westbrook's MVP case, I think. You yeah. see what happens when he goes off the, off the court. His team just doesn't have it. Um, and I think he knows that. I think that's why he reacted so angrily to that question, because he's frustrated with that um, and just doesn't want to talk about it. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was bad. Norris Cole, for instance, and it was kind of... I, I don't know how I feel about that, going away from Samaza Christian to Norris Cole. I'm not a Norris Cole guy at all. 
Um, but minus 18 in nine minutes, I mean, that just killed him yesterday um, to that. Uh, I don't know who asked that question, but it's a, it's a good question. And you and I were talking just before we came on. I feel, I feel like that Westbrook, and this isn't the first time he's been combative with the media, that the media votes for the MVP. I mean, does this kind of hurt his case? Because he's been so boisterous about the way he talks to the media. This isn't the first time. He's, he's like, oh, yeah, you go. You go. He just doesn't like the media. Yeah, you'd like to think that the media would be more objective than that. Um, and I, I think the fact that he averaged a triple-double and that the media member votes are public now for the past yeah. few years. Um, so I think they're going to feel almost pressure to vote for him because he had this historic season, blah, blah, blah. Um, so I don't think it'll have a huge impact. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, I think that... Eh, I mean, we try not to say we're unbiased, but I think that if... If you're like that guy, for instance, who who asked that question, I mean, he yeah, definitely Barry doesn't like. Trammell. He doesn't. What's up? Oh, sorry, his name. Uh, I think it was Barry Trammell. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, yeah. Oklahoma and Westbrook has had a history with him. That should also yeah. be mentioned. He, they've had a few uh, run-ins, to say the least. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it, it, it. We're we try to be unbiased. Anyone who covers sports, but we do it by accident. I mean, I, I know I'd like James Harden more than most people because he's on one of my fantasy teams. And I do it with kind of without thinking. Um, one other kind of MVP highlight that we saw was Kawhi Leonard on Saturday. I just want to talk about him since the Spurs aren't playing. My goodness. I mean, this, and we talked about this many times. Has Kawhi's offense passed or met his defense? And yes, it has. I mean, his offense is so good. Um, just the ways he scores and his isolation game is just top two or three. I mean, him and Durant and. LeBron and I guess you could say Westbrook, who's not really efficient in isolation, especially in the playoffs. But I, I just love Kawhi Leonard so much. Yeah, he's unbelievable, and he's his efficiency is so amazing because his usage is the fifth highest in the in the playoffs. He's almost thirty three percent. Yet he, he's just so amazingly efficient, and his clutch shooting down the stretch is has just been something to behold. It's, yeah. yeah, it's amazing. And the, the free throw rate, uh, take that for data, um, which is one of the best catchphrases of the season. Uh, he hasn't missed a free throw, I don't believe, right? I think he's perfect. Yeah, he's, yeah you're he's right. Perfect. He, was, he was 40 of 40 at the line, I think, at the end of game four. Yeah, it's so good, man. I mean, to get to the stripe that 40 times, 10 times a game and make all of them is just so good. And then underrated, too, uh, the 3.3 assists. Uh over uh, passing his turnover ratio, 2.8 for a guy who has the ball that much in his hands. He has a lot of, I don't have the stat, but like the, the hockey assists where it's the, obviously Spurs passing, they, they make multiple passes to set up open shots. Um, so yeah, that was cool. But yeah. we can't, we can't, we got to talk about Mike Conley too really fast. Conley's been really good. Um, if you play season long, the last like two months of the season, he was killer. Um, so you're a Conley guy, right? Uh, I love Conley, man. I mean, he's yeah. he's killing those guys. He's getting a, uh, a lot of good switches. To they had Kawhi on him late, and they got him to switch off. Uh, Fizdale, Fizdale just knows how good Kawhi Leonard is at both ends. And by the way, he said he's taking suggestions on how to guard Kawhi. Um, but do you think that the Grizzlies could get a game in San Antonio, or do you think they can win Game Six back home? How do you see this series going the rest of the way? I mean, I think the Spurs take it. Uh, I've been surprised to be honest. Yeah. I didn't think I didn't think the Grizzlies would tie it at two two um, at this point. And yeah, the the switch to start Zebo was interesting. Uh, it's obviously paying dividends. 
And Conley's been the guy. You mentioned it. He's, his game is just on point. He's killing him with those floaters in the lane, mid-range game, hitting three-pointers, uh, just been terrific. And his defense, we should we should note, kind of Kawhi-esque. He, he does it on both sides of the court. Um, he's been absolutely instrumental. And after that game one, when the Spurs locked in and shut him down and Conley said that, you know, he was devastated after the game, felt like it was a done-for-the-season loss, he said. Um, but he vowed to figure it out, and bam, he, he certainly has. Yeah, uh, he's he's just so good. And Danny Green, we saw bad Danny Green. We saw it early. Um, Evan, uh, Evan Silver for football, I tweeted out something about Conley. And he's like, something. I said something. I was like, yeah, bad Danny Green shows up. When bad Danny Green shows up, you know it. Like, in the first, like, two or three minutes. And he did. He, he kind of got killed on defense after what you mentioned. The, the second half, Pop made that great adjustment at the time to put Danny Green on Conley, and it worked. And, yeah, I'm I'm stunned. I thought this was going to be a sweet five at worst. Um, I mean, the Vegas lines were minus nine for game one, or minus 11 for game one. And then something like that, like ten, average of ten, and they smoked him. But yeah, credit to to the Grizzlies. Okay, so let's get to this DFS slate. Uh, another pretty interesting game uh, and lineup switch is another good uh, storyline for these playoffs. This team switching up lineups. Uh, the Raptors they made a bold move. They pushed Jonas Valanciunas to the bench. That put Norman Powell in the starting lineup. Furthermore, they actually didn't play Valachunas next to Surge at all. They made Surge straight up center one, Valachunas center two. Uh, we saw P.J. Tucker kind of be the extension of the lineup. He played, I think, 25 minutes next to Kyle Lowry, so almost all of his minutes were with him. Um, so, yeah, something there. So, I mean, DFS-wise, obviously you got to start with Norman Powell. It's going to be really hard to fade him with the big minutes, decent usage, even had four assists. Um, so is Norm like fadeable here at the cheap, cheap price of thirty one hundred? It's so hard because of that price point. Uh, he's, he's you know incredibly underpriced. Uh, game three he had twenty one fandom points in fifteen minutes, and then game four he's, he played thirty four minutes and posted twenty five fandom points. So I think it, there's every reason to think he'll be north of thirty minutes again tonight. Uh, so he's kind of a no brainer. I mean, it's his. You, his ownership's going to be through the roof, so I think maybe in a tournament that's the only reason to avoid him in case he flops, but he's no, I, I think he's got to be in your lineup. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, there's not a lot of cheap plays today, so yeah, start with Norm um, and spend up elsewhere. Uh, I guess on the flip side of the shooting guard coin, uh, talk about Giannis Antetokounmpo. He had kind of a bad game, really. If you take out that second quarter... He had about a, call it a six-minute stretch, where he got about 85% of his production. Uh, so if you take that out, it it's ugly. I mean, he only scored 14 points, 6 of 19 shooting. Uh, they kept him out of the lane really well. Uh, the seven turnovers were crazy. He just was kind of not with it. Same with Middleton. Uh, it was weird that the bad Lowry and DeRozan showed up in Game 3, and then the bad Giannis and Middleton showed up in Game 4. Uh, so, do you think uh, Antetokounmpo could bounce back here? Oh, yeah, absolutely can bounce back, yeah. I mean, he's, he's too good to assume that he'll continue to struggle. But you're right, his shot has been off. The Raptors' D has kind of got him off kilter a little bit. And the one game that he did shoot well was Game 3, I believe. Um, he, was, he only took 10 attempts and didn't really need to play much because they blew him out. Um, so, But I don't really love Giannis tonight because he cost, you know, 10.7 uh, he's the most expensive guy in the entire slate. And based on that price, he hasn't hit 5x value during the entire playoffs. 
So not a guy I'm necessarily building my team around tonight. Yeah, he wasn't even close. I mean, he buried you if you played him on Saturday. Um, but yeah, I, I I'm kind of with you. Uh, I mean, there's other like Draymond's price increase, Curry. Um, I mean, the whole Warriors thing with the Durant factor uh, is kind of interesting. But I, I still I still like him. I think he's a good tournament guy. If you're gonna go down to Powell, then you've probably got some money. Uh, so what about Middleton? Kind of the same thing. Um, his defense is bad, by the way. He just wasn't with it for whatever reason. The guy is a, definitely a plus defender. Um, he is price-wise, what is his price? It's still pretty decent. 7000 is pretty good. Um, so what do you think about him? Um, all the, sort of, yeah, you mentioned it kind of similar to Antetokounmpo. I'm not, not totally sold on him. His shot has been off all, you know, all throughout the postseason. Uh, he also missed shoot-around, I think, with a sore throat today. Yep. So you got to at least throw that in the mix and think that he might be a little bit under the weather. Definitely. Um, yeah, tough to roll with him. Yep. Which, mention, mentioning that injury last night, how bad was uh, the, the Hayward uh, food poisoning came out of nowhere. Yeah. It, it was reported at, at 8.59 uh, at a game that you know started at 9 o'clock. And he ended up playing nine minutes and sat out the rest of the game. That was just a brutal, brutal break. Yeah, and and he got the win though. Um, but yeah, but I mean, the Jazz, the Jazz reporting is their top what top five? I think the Jazz, the reporters in the Jazz are really good. So a lot yeah. of a lot of DF a lot of you guys DFS guys listening get mad when things aren't reported. I mean, yeah, this the Bucks were the poster child for this back in the day. Um, they're better now, but the, uh, the Jazz are, are really good. So don't don't blame the media. Uh, <laughs> anyways, um, so uh, Michael Beasley, dirt cheap, eighteen hundred. Is he someone you want to look at again? I mean, even if he touches the court, you're straight pretty much. He went for four and five, so he hit value with that d- dirt cheap price. So yeah, how much does he cost tonight? Eighteen. Yeah, I mean that's super cheap. He only needs. 10, 10 FanDuel points to hit value, but I I don't love him. I think game three was fluky because it was a blowout, so we got, you know, extra minutes down the stretch. Uh, still played 15 minutes uh, over the weekend, but I not someone I really want to rely on. Oh, I mean, I, I'm down. Uh, just because the, the price, obviously, if he was 35, I wouldn't like him, but... Uh, you mentioned the Middleton thing. If Middleton is limited, then I mean I'd see someone like Beasley stepping up and picking up you know a handful of minutes. Not enough to make a difference, but enough to make it worthwhile for eighteen hundred. Yeah, um, one guy. Um, I, I know you, you like Thon Maker tonight, right? Yeah, Thon Maker's pretty cheap, uh, so I like him just because center's a wasteland today. So I, when there's a wasteland like that, you usually like to spend down. I like Cortado a little bit though. Top of him. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not opposed to Greg Monroe actually. Yeah. Even though his minutes haven't been robust, but he's another kind of like Beasley. Per minute, he's just through the roof. Um, he's been one of the steadiest centers in the playoffs, at least given the games that are available tonight. Um, so I, I, I'm not. I kind of like Monroe. Yeah, he's the most expensive center on the slate, which is crazy. Yeah. But, um, yeah, he, he he probably won't robust you uh, to steal your word. Uh, he's, he should be fine. His floor is nice, definitely. Probably the safest guy. Um, Gortat definitely has a risk taught by him. Uh, also, by the way, Kyle Lowry's dinged up. Uh, he's got a back injury, so can't play him, one. And two, DeLon Wright's $2,100. So, uh, Corey Joseph's been awful. Worst player 
on the team for net rating. Teaches law. I don't know what happened to him, but he does not. Like last year in the playoffs, he was pretty good. This year, he he's bottom five. Like if I had to name like most disappointing players in the playoffs, he'd be in there for sure. Like he just doesn't have it this year. Yeah, it's kind of inexplicable. Yeah. Um, zero defensive stats, more turnovers than assists, one rebound in four games. I don't know what's going on with him. Yeah. So would you would you be down for Delon Wright even if Lowry does play? Because I think I think that they're going to switch up and play. They played them together, by the way. They did play Delon Wright next to Joseph on Saturday. So um, let me pull up his on. I forget what his net rating is. Minus twenty two point three in, in his playing time. Oh god. Um, so yeah, I think Delon is an option. I don't really tr- trust him at all. He's played uh, max eleven minutes in games that weren't complete blowouts, yeah. aka game three. Uh, Do you think he gets booted, so, though? I, I think it's possible he gets bumped. So, DeLon Wright, maybe he can get 20 minutes. It's possible. Yeah. And it, you mentioned, I mean, I'd kind of wait until closer to tip-off. And if there are any indications that Lowry's going to be limited, um, let alone, you know, obviously if he sits out, then boom, yeah. you're in the you're in the money. But sure. I, I, this is more of a wait-till-tip-off situation. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm down regardless, just because there's not a lot of cheap guys to play. I mean, Livingston's there, too. It's all about him. Okay, so uh, DeRozan, uh, very encouraging game three. I'm sorry, game four. Uh, he's 9,000, though. Too much for you? Yeah, too much. Yeah, same. I'm not. We're, we're very anti-DeRozan here. Shoot some three-pointers, guy. Uh, by Which the way, I, he, I usually like him for DFS because yeah. scoring accounts for like fifty, more than 50% of all DFS points. Uh, and that's DeRozan's wheelhouse, so it doesn't really matter if he doesn't give you defensive stats, etc. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, he's just not doing a, not doing enough to, you know, at that price point. Yep. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I guess we'll move on to the MMA Bowl, uh, or the Crybaby Bowl, or the oh oh, that's me trying to quote Schroeder. I love that. Um, I made a gif of his face, just like to see you can see him holding back. It's so good. Um, like I said, I, I really, it's like my favorite thing from the weekend. Anyways. Uh, I'll let you kick this one off. Uh, who do you like here? Wall's obviously priced high, um, but who, who who do you jump? Who jumps out? Obviously, most that's hot too. So, Wall's think? expensive, but I'm actually considering him like a must play tonight. Yeah, I, he, he's been crushing it the whole series. Um, just a, just a super safe play. For instance, I'd rather have him than Giannis tonight, and yeah. Giannis is more expensive. Uh, yeah, Wall, I I just kind of need him in my lineups. Yeah, I agree. I mean, with as efficient as he was in the last one, was he ten or twelve? I believe, um, just killed. And you would think he'd have higher usage. He's been, like you said, he's been on the entire series. He hasn't had a bad game yet. So, in law of averages, does he do? I don't think so. But uh, yeah, he he's he's definitely the chalk play. I mean, he's averaging thirty one points a game, ten assists a game, four rebounds even. Two, uh, he's got a steal a game. Uh, very efficient, getting getting to the rim a lot at will. We've seen Schroeder get roasted at times. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, he's he's the chalk for sure. Um, uh, Beal, this very disappointing game four six of twenty. Uh, his price is all right seven five. It's actually decent. Um, I mean, I think you probably would rather just go with DeRozan at that point. Um, but yeah, I don't know. And then, like I said, I like Gortat a little bit. Uh, he's been very good at kind of neutralizing Dwight Howard. Minutes are up. Uh, Otto Porter's also dinged up. He's going to play. But he had a strained neck. Didn't play much in the second half. 
Um, and Gort had a disappointing game in 29 minutes. So you see the stats, you see 2-9, and nine, and you're like, oh, man, another one of those games. But 29 minutes is very low usage. So I think he's a, a viable yeah. play. But like we said, center's a wasteland. Yeah, he's in the mix. Uh, as, as for Beal, he's he's okay. Um, I don't think he's going to have super high ownership, which kind of helps. But I'd rather pay up a little bit more to get uh, someone like CJ McCollum, who's just 500 more. Um, or go down, maybe play a Powell and pair with someone like Pat McCall. But I'm getting getting ahead of myself now. Yeah, a little bit. Um... Oh, my, my dog's chewing out something. I don't know what he's chewing out. A little piece of plastic. All right. Uh, I'm not talking about dogs. So, yeah, I guess I'll go to the Hawks side. <sighs> uh, what do you think about... I like Hardaway. He's been... I mean, minutes have been there. Usage have been there. It hasn't been very efficient, though. Is he a guy that you would look to? Uh, he's only 5,100. So, if you don't want to play Giannis and you want to spend down, you can get your two shooting guards in there for a combined 8,200 if you play him and Powell. Yeah, I don't love Hardaway just because you mentioned the minutes are fine, but he's the shot's been off, and if he's not scoring, he contributes like literally nothing else. Yeah. Um, so just yeah, not not a guy I would rely on. Yeah, uh, I kind of he's kind of burned me a couple times. I've been kind of pimping him a little bit, uh, but really besides game three, he's been pretty disappointing. So yeah, I I mean there's not enough value. I could I could see playing him. I wouldn't want to. Uh, what about Millsap, though? Uh, just two monster games in a row. Uh, obviously, that, that reflects in his price. He's 8400 which is still pretty good. Uh, so I think he's a pretty strong play. Yeah, I love Millsap. Yeah. Um, I mean, power forward's kind of... The top three guys are Draymond, Millsap, and Ibaka, all of whom I really like at their yeah. at their price. I mean, we didn't even mention Ibaka before we did not, with yeah. the Raptors, but he's only uh, sixty three hundred tonight. Yeah, and he's had a terrific uh, series, so I I really like him. Yeah, he's gonna get minutes, like we said. Uh, how do you see that? If the, do you think they'll go split uh, split it again with uh, no surge JV combos? I mean, it works. So you, I'm thinking probably like. 28, 29 minutes. Maybe they do go with Ibaka if he's hot and JV's hot. I mean, it's not off the table, obviously. So where do you see his minutes then to get back on surge, like 30? Yeah, probably, Norton. I'd say 30, somewhere in there. Um, only played 26 in game four, but I'm, I would assume he's in the 30 range, somewhere in there, and yeah. that's enough for value at 6,300. Yeah, and Casey, is all, Casey said this a lot. He talks about, like, not just giving you minutes, but he wants like good minutes, and that's why he did. He talks about this for JV more. Uh, he'd rather get you know twenty five minutes of him playing his hardest on both ends versus thirty five right. minutes of him being so so. Uh, okay, so I think uh, I think we covered that game. So we'll go to the late game. Um, we got the Warriors and Blazers in Portland. No Nurkic. Nurkic was really good, um, effective inside. I think they had a positive net rating with him on the court in Game four, Three. Excuse me. Uh, seven point spread. I don't. Know, I think they're going to cover. Um, Two twenty over under. Uh, Kevin Durant has that calf strain. He quote unquote vowed to play, didn't play. Poor Steve Kerr. Uh, really, he said, "Don't get back surgery." Uh, so anyone under the age of like 50 or whatever. And if you're over 50, congrats. Good job. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, what do you think here? Uh, and also, any takeaways from the rotation? Iguodala was good. I thought that was my takeaway. It was Iguodala is going to be good again. And he's always underpriced to me in the playoffs. Um, so I like Iguodala. 
Uh, his price, I forget what his price is. 56, I'm down. I like Iguodala a lot. Um, and then Curry, hot in the fourth. Clay, hot in the third. Um, just burned. I'm just... The it was that nineteen to one run in the third quarter, early fourth was just it's just ultimate warriors, uh, yeah. WWF style. So uh, I'm kind of rambling. What what are your thoughts here? Um, well, let's start with the guy you mentioned, Iguodala, uh, former Finals MVP. This is his time to shine, yeah. and especially with Durant out, I'm with you. I think he's going to be terrific again tonight. Um, yeah, habitually underpriced. I like him. Another guy who I briefly touched on was Pat McCaw, who started the last game, uh, played 29 minutes, and was great. Uh, Kerr really praised him after game three, and he came through in game four. Uh, he had 11 points, five boards, five assists, three steals, and a block, didn't turn the ball over. Uh, he only costs uh, 3700 tonight, so he's coming off a 33 FanDuel point game. Um, I really like him. A lot of this hinges, both Iguodala and McCaw, hinge on Durant, who's listed as questionable. But with the Warriors up 3 nothing, they're obviously playing it safe with Durant. you got to think he's out tonight, right? I'm not so sure. But I like Iguodala regardless. I mean, even if Durant's in there, I mean, obviously you love him if Durant is not playing. But I still think they're going to be fine. I mean, they're going to go with that small ball lineup. They're going to go with more Draymond at the five. He's been phenomenal in that position. Man, six blocks again on Saturday. He's just been so good at rim protection. But, I, yeah, I'm a little bit worried about McCall. I would need to hear that Durant's out. I, if I had to put odds on it, I'd probably, I'd hate to say 50-50, but I kind of think 50-50. Do you think the odds are a little bit higher given the circumstance? Yeah, I'd put it, I, 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 I don't know, somewhere around 30% chance that okay. he plays. I'm a little pessimistic, but maybe, you know, maybe they want to get him some rhythm. Um, and if he's truly 100% pain-free, there's absolutely no risk, then sure, they might play. Yeah, just to give the backstory. So he went through a full practice on Friday. He went through a partial shoot-around on Saturday. Uh, he posted a YouTube video on Friday evening, I believe. Uh, he was getting treatment. He had some kinesio tape on his calf and all that. So he's still getting treated. So that probably helps your case saying 30%. So it doesn't, he's not 100%, I mean, period. So he, yeah. at least he wasn't on Saturday. So a couple days, maybe. But yeah, I, if I'm them, why would you play him? You're up 3 0. Like, right. worst case, best case, he doesn't get hurt. Worst case, he aggravates and you're down 3 1 and it's okay. Who cares? Like, this, you're going to win the series. Um, and then you're going to probably play uh, a team that's going to go in a long series. Um, the winner of the, the Jazz Clippers series. So they got plenty of time to get him right. Okay. Um, so what are we doing here? Dame looked like he was going to go off early and kind of fizzled out a little bit. Uh, CJ's been killer. What, 32 points for CJ, 31 for Dame, if I recall, in games, uh, game three on Saturday. So do either of those guys tickle your fancy? Uh, I like Lillard well enough. I think he's going to be super busy. Uh, he's priced under ten thousand, so that's that's a huge plus. Um, if you could pair him with Wall, I think you're off to a, to a great start. You'd obviously have to pay down in other positions with guys like Powell and possibly McCall and so forth. Yep. Um, but yeah, I like Willard. Um McCollum is solid too. He's not that expensive. He's got the sixth highest usage rate in the playoffs behind LeBron, Kawhi, uh, Kyrie, Harden, and Westbrook. So he's, you know, they're running the offense through him quite a bit. Um, it's going to be another fast-paced game. So, yeah, I like McCollum. Um, 
how do you feel with Nurkic out? What does that do for you? Do you like Vamla maybe, or uh, does that help Harkless? What do you think? I was thinking about that. Uh, I think it helps Evan Turner, who was really good in Game 3. 40 minutes for him. So yeah. um, I don't know what happened there with Harkless. Harkless just didn't have it, and I'm not sure if that was part of the game plan to keep him at 20 minutes. But I had him at about 29, 30 minutes, even with Nurk back. But they really went away from that. They did play Vonley at the 5. They had pretty much Aminu out there straight 4. I don't think they went with Aminu at the 5. It could be wrong. But they pretty much played it straight up with a la Serge JV. They did with kind of Vonley and Nurk. So yeah, you would think that Vonley is a beneficiary from this. Yeah, he's pretty cheap. So yeah, like you said, if you're, if you're going to go high end on your point guard, you're going to have to go down. So at 3,200, I mean, he's going to play. So he's not going to robust you. Um, <laughs> I love that term. Uh, so yeah, I like I like Vonley a lot. I mean, you kind of have to just if you're going to spend up. Um, you look for you look for cheap guys in the playoffs. Just this is the way it is. So uh, he's underpriced, I'd say. Yeah, especially with the bits are going to be there. So I'm I'm with you. Yep. Um, what about Turner? Forty nine hundred. Does that do anything for you? Yeah, I really like him. Yeah. He's been another guy. The minutes are there. You mentioned how excellent he looked in Game 3. Um, he's exceeded 30 phantom points twice in this series already. Uh, hit 19 in his other game. And he's cheap. He's 4,900. So uh, I, I actually love him at small forward. Yeah. It's a position that there's not that much value with Durant. Kind of iffy. Middleton we talked about. You got Iguodala, who's nice. And after that... There's not that much. Um, Otto Porter's hurt, and he's been bad all series, um, at least for Fandle. Yeah, so, yeah, I, I, I really like Turner. Yeah, that Blazer trio, uh, I mean, there's a small forward. Uh, he's 50, I mean, 54, Turner's 49, and then Harkless is 46. I mean, clearly, Turner would be the best bet of those. Um, as uh, unpredictable as Stotts is, I mean, you would think that Turner is going to be a staple in his rotation. Okay, so uh, Curry, uh, killer in the second half, 10-3, basically the same price as Wall, $100 more. Um, preference on those two? Sounds like you like Wall. Uh, yeah, I like Wall more. Yeah, I do too. Um, but I'm not I'm not opposed to that. I mean, him versus Lillard. And by, is, is Steph Curry like suddenly underrated, by the way? I was thinking about that over the weekend. Like I feel like Steph, because all the talk is about Harden, Westbrook, Kawhi even, and I was like, watching the game on Saturday, I was like, you know what, Steph Curry's really good. Yeah, <laughs> I think he has been all season. Too. Yeah, yeah, I know, just the Durant thing kind of is overshadowed, yeah. and we saw that, that step back on Crab to ice it, which is like, this guy's so good. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I, I like Curry, uh, I think I like him more than Dame, like you said, I think Wall is by far the safest, but I'm down, and I think spending up at point guards is the play here. Yeah, and the, that narrative you mentioned, I think, got cemented early on when the Warriors were still kind of finding their groove with Durant, and uh, guys like Steph and Clay were kind of, you know, not necessarily playing their normal game. They are kind of deferring a bit more. Um, so that, that sort of cemented in that, that appearance that they had taken a step back, but no, Steph is still MVP caliber. Yeah, and the whole Kevin Durant three-week period where they talked about overpassing and we were all tracking the passes per game and stuff. Like, it's crazy. The Warriors are such a good story. Okay, so we kind of hinted at positions. Uh, so I, I like Curry and Wall. Uh, I think I'm kind of just locked in on those two. I do like Dame, like you said, for, for good reason. Uh, DeMond Wright, if you want to punt, uh, especially with the Lowry thing. I still, 
I mean, if obviously if Lowry's out, then yeah, you have to like Corey Joseph. Uh, they'll probably they may start right, so we we all know we would play right uh, regardless. And even Sean Livingston at fifteen hundred, but again, it's tough. If you're gonna play Livingston, it means you're gonna have to sit either Curry or Wall. And I don't know if I want to do that, but um, yeah, those guys are in play. And Livingston's another guy who the Warriors might just play it safe and rest him again. Uh, missed the past two games with that hand injury. Um, in terms of who I like, I'd, I'd go with John Wall for sure, as we said. Um, and we didn't really touch on Dennis Schroeder, who at 8,500, he's a, a, a thousand cheaper than Lillard. And he's been really good this yeah. year. It kind of plays to his strengths, a fast-paced nature of a Wizards defense. Hasn't exactly been terrific. And yeah, Schroeder's hit at least 38 Fanduel points in every game in the series. So he'd be a solid pairing with Wall. Yeah, I don't know. I'd, I'd, just, I'd rather just spend up to get Curry for I mean, less than 2000 more. But I, I definitely could see Schroeder having a big game. He's pretty. He's actually pretty safe, I'd say, which is very unusual for him. He's not the, yeah. the, one of the more volatile guys. Okay, so shooting guard, we have Norm firmly up top. Um, we didn't talk about Ian Clark, the blazer killer. Uh, he kills trailblazers more than um, dysentery. Is that is that an Oregon trail? Or cholera, is that what killed everyone in Oregon? No, it was dysentery. Yeah, dysentery. I'm pretty sure cholera's in there. And then there's other ones. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's Ian, Ian Clark. He's dysentery. Starvation. I don't know. People <laughs> yeah. die all sorts of terrible ways in yeah, that. Yeah, call, falling in the, trying to ford the river and all that, man. <laughs> right. Were you an Odell Lake guy? Do you ever play any Odell Lake? I remember that game. I did not. It was the same, same company that made Oregon Trail. And it was basically <laughs> like, you're a fish, you get to like eat other fish, and then you can run into bigger fish and stuff. It was pretty funny. Anyways, um, so um, I like Hardaway a little bit. We like McCollum. Um, anybody else but besides Norm? Uh, yeah, we said Beal's okay at 7'5". Yeah. Um, probably going to not have high ownership. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if Durant is ruled out, I'm okay with a double punt of Norman Powell and Pat McCall. Yep. Definitely, yeah, McCall. He should McCall. We, I didn't talk about McCall. You did, but I, I like him. He's been impressive, man. Uh, after that little, he was really disappointing with and when Durant was out during the season, but he's yeah. really come on. Uh, so small forward sounds like we're Turner and Iguodala firm one two. Um, middle, I don't hate Middleton. Uh, I think I expect him to bounce back and probably have the owner very similar to Beal. You know, he's going to probably be low owned. Upside, I think he's viable. Uh, we didn't talk about Kelly Oubre. I think he's in play with Porter, a little bit limited. He's only thirty-two hundred. Um, PJ Tucker's in the advance, but he's very. Anti- you need him to get like eight boards and a couple steals, um, which is is doable. Um, anybody else? Tareen Prince had a pretty good game. Uh, yeah, I'm not totally against Baysmore actually. Yeah, he's uh, not getting huge minutes, but another permanent guy who's getting it done. Um, and he's cheap, forty-three hundred. So. But you're you're with me with the kind of ride or die Turner Iguodala thing, or what? yeah, I think so. Unless yeah. you want to turn to Mo Harkless or yeah. I, roll the dice on someone cheaper, yeah, for sure. So if we're gonna go expensive at point guard, we're probably gonna play Vonley at power forward. Uh, we didn't talk about Draymond. Draymond's been so damn good in this whole series, man. I like Draymond a lot. I'm almost down to play Draymond and Millsap uh, and Ibaka also. Um, so if you had, I guess. That's the thing about Vonley. As much as we like him, that means you're not going to play two of those three, the Draymond, Millsap, and Iguodala, uh, Ibaka. Excuse me. Uh, so I, I guess you have a preference of those three studs? 
Well, I think there's enough cheap options at shooting guard and small forward that you, and center, which we'll get to, um, that you can probably work Draymond and Millsap, which would be the or my preferred pairing. Yeah. Um, Ibaka's okay. He's 2000 cheaper than Millsap, but I, I do whatever I can to get Dre and Millsap in there. Yep, I agree. Uh, so center, if we're going to go expensive at power forward, and we're going to go expensive at point guard, and we're not going to totally punt the other ones besides Norm, um, Don's a guy that this position is just so bad. We actually didn't talk about JaVale McGee, who deserves to be talked about for good reasons, man. Uh, he's been killer. Uh, had that really one-handed kind of cock back alley-oop that just electrified <laughs> the crowd and really the Warriors. They got on a nice little run after that. Um, JaVel's been good, man. Uh, he's going to get his minutes in the teens. He's played 13 minutes a game, plus 57.4 net rating. Incredible. Um, so what about JaVel versus Thon if you're going to punt? Um, that's an interesting question. I'd probably go with, with Maker there. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, you're going to get more minutes, but... Um, yeah, I think Thervell is definitely uh, a play. He's fun. He'll be fun to watch for sure, and you'll be rooting for garbage time. He may get more garbage time too. So maybe if you don't play, if you do go heavy and you play Schroeder, you play Wall, um, well, Millsap and so forth, then maybe play McGee and hope for a little bit of garbage. And McCaw as well. Um, yeah. I think that's a viable plan to play kind of Warriors bench guys and root for garbage time. McGee's just incredible. I mean, he's, close, he's averaging somewhere around, I don't know, 22, 23 Fando points this series, but he's only averaging 13 minutes a game. So it's just, it's nuts. Like, it's permanent, despite what the TNT crew might want you to believe. Um, he's just been amazing on the court. His rim protection has been just game-changing at times. He's been good. He's been as good as the Wizards hoped. I, I remember the Wizards said that he was the third best player in the draft. Um, when they took him in, I think, 18. Um, but yeah, he has 10 alley-oop attempts. Uh, it's just crazy how many... Yeah. This guy's just an alley-oop machine, a la DeAndre Jordan. All right, uh, so we're out of here on that. Pretty good pod. Um, I'm pretty pumped for these three games. I mean, there's really no bad series. I thought the Memphis series was going to be bad, but that's been amazing. This first round's so good. Yeah, it's been terrific. And even the Cavs, but their sweep had yeah. plenty. Plenty of drama in there. I mean, that game three comeback was nuts. Oh man! Uh, they won the first two games by combined what two or three points. It's, yeah. yeah it was, Paul George a goner or what? It not you got to think so. Yeah, you think so. I mean, that's he hates it. I mean, every time he's asked about, it, you can see it that he just hates getting beat by LeBron so much. All right, so we're out of here. Uh, you guys enjoy your week, and thanks for coming on, Ryan. Thanks, Mike. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. 
So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.